Hey, I'm Matt Simpkins, pastor of Christ South, and this is our podcast. Thanks for listening. I hope this builds you up. I hope this helps you in your faith. I hope this helps you to see God at work. We'll see you at the end of the podcast. Thanks, Prince. Thanks, Coach. It's always good to have the uh, the tag team back in the house, man. That's uh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, a couple of things. I want to just lift up that Reconnection Weekend. It's going to be amazing. And um, <clears throat> everybody, uh, we want every family to drive by after church that week. we got some blessing stuff that we're doing. But we have a surprise for all of you that I'm pretty excited about uh, that uh, nobody knows about except for, I think, like, two people. Other than, uh, like, there's only, like, two people who know about the surprise. So it's really, really exciting. Make sure you come by because I'm going to give you something, and I think you're going to love it. So that's uh, September the what? 13th. The 13th. I was waiting for them to say it in the chat. You know, the third. It's September the. I see. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing, but it's awesome, man. So we got a chance to go. A uh, big thanks to this incredible team. Um, this is a group of people that is constantly bringing everything they've got, um, and, uh, and it is a blessing to be here to work with all of you. And I, I just give you thanks. I got a chance to take a little bit of uh, vacation a couple of weeks ago, and Ashley and I shot the uh, shot the parts that we were doing uh, prior to Sunday morning, so we could still bring Sunday morning uh, worship for you. And uh, but it was great to get away. Well, on the way home, we were driving in um, and. Melody's car. Now, Melody's uh, got a new car. It's not a new car. It's new to us, but uh, but it's this car that could fit all our kids, and it's great for the trip, and we're driving home, and, and it's awesome. It's probably, like, it's probably the coolest car we've ever gotten next to my car, which is the coolest car in the house. And we're driving home, and uh, we stop off. Now, if I'm, I'm about to offend some people from West Virginia, and that's not intentional, but there are only a few places that you really want to stop in West Virginia in like, unless you don't have a choice, right? So we're driving back through West Virginia, and we're like, man, we really need gas. Kids got to use the bathroom. So we pull off at this gas station. When we did, it was like, um, it was kind of like going back in time a little bit. You know when you reach like one of those exits where it's like, I think everybody here has been here since 1984. And you start walking around, and you're a little bit weirded out by what's going on. But you're just going to like, I'm just going to stop. I'm going to get gas. So we pull up to the gas pump. I'm getting ready to get gas and I get out of the car and uh, and up pulls this like kind of ratty looking car next to me, like, you know, just on the other side of the pump. It's like no big deal, no big deal. And this fella gets out of the car as I'm getting ready to get, you know, pump my gas and he's like on his phone or something like that. I'm like, all right, you know, this, this is no big deal. And uh, and then all of a sudden I see on his shirt, it says parental supervision required. And I'm like, what is happening? What is what does that mean? I'm starting to think about it a little bit much. I'm starting to get a little nervous. I'm starting to freak out a little bit, and I just don't know. And, and so, so, so I'm, I'm like, just going to pull my gas. Melly took the kids to the bathroom. Let's get on the road. We'll be done. In and out. Quick. Done. West Virginia. And all of a sudden, I see him start to peek around the pump. He goes, that's a nice car you got there, man. And I'm like, oh, no. It's about to go down. So I'm, like, beefing up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Go back to pumping my gas, trying to turn him. But he's like, uh, "What year is it?" I'm like, "I don't want to talk to you. Don't ask me questions. Uh, I don't know. I think it's like a 16 or 17 or something. I don't really know." Well, it's a really nice car, man. I'm like, "Thanks, thanks." So I finish pumping my gas. I get in my car, close the door. And it's one of those ones where you're like, Bleep, with the little door. The little door lock. You just like you won't see. Bloop. You just put the door lock down. All right, we're gonna get out of here as quick as we can. Go to turn on the car. It goes tick 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 tick. I'm like, oh lord, no, not right now, 
Not in West Virginia. Anywhere. Anywhere in West Virginia. Don't leave me in training. At a gas station in West Virginia. Tick, 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 third time, nothing. I'm freaking out. I'm like, where are the kids? So they see the kids. I started looking for the kids. I'm thinking, what have I got, man? I gotta, we gotta defend, we gotta defend this house. Like the old Under Armour Armour commercial. We must defend this house. I'm gonna figure out what I gotta do. I'm looking around, trying to make some strategies up. Tick, 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 nothing. I'm like, okay, I need this car to start. Lord, will you please make this car start? Please. Tick, 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 tick. Lord, I thought we had a thing going. I thought we had a thing going where, like, we talk and, and then things happen. And tick, 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 nothing. And all of a sudden, dude starts walking back around the gas pump. And I'm like, no, nah, man, no, 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 don't, don't, don't. He knows I can't move. He knows I'm stuck. He knows I can't leave. I'm stuck standing right here. All of a sudden, doo, 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 on, the, on the window. Now, you can't ignore that. Like, like I'm like, I can't not. I'm just like, uh, hey, man, what's going on? And he's just like, uh, seems like your car's not starting. Like. Yep, yep, not starting. He goes, uh, I can't hear you. I'm like, no, I can't run down the So, like, I put my hand on the door. I got my other hand here. So I'm, and, and, and if he reaches in my door, I'm going to pull his finger off. This is going to happen. I'm not even going to worry about it. It's gonna, it's gonna, if he reaches inside my car, it's my domicile right now. It's not moving. I will close it, and he'll take his fingers off. I sorry, it's going to happen. I'm a warrior. I'm a, I can handle this. I'm a warrior. I put my door open, and I was just like, yeah, it seems like it won't, won't start. He's like, uh, you need a jump start? I'm like, mm-hmm, yep, yeah, I do. Uh, you, got, uh, you got cables? He's like, I sure do. And he walks away around the pump, and I'm like, oh, God, what's going to happen? We get out of my car, close my, I can't figure I don't even know how to open the hood. I never messed with her car before, know how to open the hood. I'm trying to figure it out. And, and, uh, and I finally get up under there and get the hood open, and he, he drives his car around and sets it right in front and uh, gets out, and, and, and he starts rustling around in his back seat. And I'm like, okay, this is it. This is how it happens. This is what we do. We're going we're gonna to tussle in the parking lot of this gas station, and I'm going to get my family out of here, even if i got to take his car. We're, going, we're getting home. I'm going to figure it out. He reaches in there and pulls out jumper cables. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what we're here to do. That's right. We're jumping the car. Opens his hood, puts the thing on his, puts the thing on mine, gets it all set up, and then goes back to his car. Now, keep in mind, he, he's, uh, he's already pumped his gas at some point along this way. He pumped his gas in his car. He pulls over, and he stands where he can hold on top of, like, the car and hold on to the door, right? And, and he puts his foot in on the accelerator because Melody's car is a big, big car, man. It holds all the kids and all that stuff. So, so it needs a little more juice to get going than his battery's just going to normally do. So he's revving the engine to increase that, you know, increase that ability, that power. And I'm sure there's people that know exactly what those words are, but don't worry about it. So he starts pushing down on this thing, and he is flooring it. I mean, like, I can just almost see his gas tank going, like, I mean, he's just, like, flooring it, trying to get me some power. I go over to the car, tick, 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 oh, no. He's still flooring it. Like, he is running his gas tank out right now in the middle of this parking lot. He's going to have to refill his gas tank, flooring it. I'm like, uh, hey, man, I'm sorry, it didn't, it didn't work yet. He's just like, give it another shot. I'm like, all right, go back to the car. Vroom, vroom, car starts up. I'm like, oh, this hallelujah. This is fantastic. The whole thing started up. I walked back around in my car, and I realized what a terrible human being I am. I was broken. I, uh, 
I thanked him and I was like, hey man, uh, can I pay for your gas? Can I just fill your gas tank back up? I know you just ran through a ton of gas trying to help me out. I was just like, oh, it's no problem, man. Just glad to help. Have a great day. Got in his car and drove away. I was broken. Because in that moment, I prayed to God, would you please start my car? And God had already put provision right next to me to answer the prayer before I ever asked anything. What a blessing that was. Brothers and sisters, I, I got to meet Jesus in that gas station parking lot. God had put forth a provision before I could ever say the prayer. God had put in place what needed to happen before I even understood what was happening. That's who our God is. Let's go to scripture. I'm going to read Matthew 6, 25 through 34. I love this scripture. It's easily my favorite scripture in the whole of the Bible. I probably get to preach on it once every couple of three years, and I, I love when I get to preach on it because it means so much to me. Matthew 6, 25 through 34. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink or about your body or what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your span of life? And why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown in the oven, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Therefore, don't worry saying, what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear? For it's the Gentiles who strive over all these things. And indeed, your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. This is the word of the Lord to which we say, thanks be to God. What a blessing that verse is. I got to live that story in West Virginia. I got to be a part of understanding God's provision before I got a chance to even say the prayer. And we live in a world right now that is full of anxiety. I mean, it's all over the place. And it's about real stuff, I, I get it, but sometimes it's even about silly stuff that we get so anxious about. But it's a real thing right now. And remember, listen, I'm just, let me just pause the sermon for a second. If you are inundated with depression and anxiety, you are not alone. It is happening all over the place right now in people's homes and places where they had never thought they'd ever experience anything like that. And it's happening. If it's happening to you, would you please text me? Would you please reach out to me? Email me. Let me know so that we can walk with you. And maybe you could also flip-flop it. Maybe you're thinking, well, I'm doing all right. 
all right, well, then it's your job, if you're doing all right and you're feeling pretty good, to think about someone in your life. Just, just take one second right now. Think of somebody in your life, in your circle, that you haven't heard from in a little while. And just send them a text really quick. Just ask them how they're doing. I want everybody listening, everybody in the house, think of somebody. If you're doing good, man, I want you to text somebody right now and just say, how are you doing? Somebody you hadn't talked to in a little while. I'm going to talk about some scripture while you do that. This scripture in Matthew is part of three chapters, five through seven, right in this beautiful moment where Jesus does this thing called the Sermon on the Mount. And in this scripture, this is like revolutionary talk for these people. As they gathered around, this would be crazy sounding. I mean, these are people that are probably thinking only about these things. They're thinking about making sure that they've got the providence set up in their life to be able to do the things that they want to be able to do. They, they want to be able to make sure that they've got clothing and food and, and, and everything that they need, all of those bits of providence are what they're seeking out every single day. Their entire days were working on those things. So when Jesus stood up and said, this is not where you want to place your concerns, it was earth-shattering to them to think that there was a God that had already been placing provision before they even sought out prayer. A God that was already putting together what they needed before many times they even knew what they needed. Imagine being a people that lives day to day, looking for food, clothing, shelter. Imagine being a group of people that watches their email every single day, monitoring to make sure that we still have a job. Imagine being a people that's consistently trying to follow what's going on in the world to make sure that they're not get, about to get in some kind of crazy war or, 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 or that the nation's going to be even more divided or, or that there's going to be more problems that you're going to have to do. I mean, imagine that. <laughs> I bet you can. Then hearing... Don't worry. God has got this. It'd blow your mind, right? But it's the truth. We, we judge others so easily, so quickly. I, I, in that very instant, looked over at that guy before he got out of his car, and I made judgments about him. I made judgments about my interaction was going to be like with him. And, and it's not a terrible thing necessarily because some of that anxiety, some of that, that fear actually is helpful for us because it can keep us from danger, right? It's the reason that you don't walk down like dark, crazy alleys that, you know, have strange movements. And like, like that's a smart decision to make sure that you're not doing that kind of thing. It's not a bad thing all the time. It can help us stay safe. But the problem is we also judge God that quickly. We judge God that same. We forget what God has done. We forget what kinds of things that God has laid out for us before. Even more, we end up seeing God in a lot of incorrect ways. I'm going to go through a few of those real quick. If you're writing things down, these are the ways that we look at God a lot of times, and they are incorrect. When awful things happen and we feel that fear and anxiety, we think, God did this to me. Brothers and sisters, God doesn't do that. God doesn't try to put you in a place to make you full of fear and anxiety. This is who God is, a God that says, don't worry, I've got it. Number two, God's trying to test me. God's going to put me through some kind of pop quiz, make sure that I'm ready for whatever's coming next. God is not interested in testing us. We've already failed all the tests. Why would God want to keep doing this to us over and over? We've already failed every test we could fail. God is more interested in seeing you happy and healthy. God is more interested in giving you a cheat sheet so that you can handle what comes at you. Number three, 
people say, God doesn't love me anymore. That one's just bogus. It's absolutely just wrong. God's love for us is steadfast through all the storms. And number four, I heard this preached here in this town by another pastor that God has turned God's back on me. God turned God's back on me. Talking about the most crazy stuff I have ever heard in my life, that might be the craziest. It's just bad theology. How can a God who says, I am with you always to the end of the age, turn God's back on us? A God that says, don't worry about what tomorrow brings. It'll have enough troubles of its own. I'll take care of tomorrow. But still, we judge God so quickly, don't we? It's easy to forget. I mean, like it's easy to get in the motions of life and forget who God is. But here's the thing. That man was crazy looking. He was a very unusual looking fella. He was driving a car that clearly had been through some uh, bumps and bruises. I mean, it was falling. I think there was a little bit of duct tape on the front of the car, you know what I mean? Like that went to hold the bumper in place. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure he had to rip off like three pieces of duct tape to get in to the thing, to get to the battery cables. I mean, like it was, it was a rough thing, man. This guy was kind of crazy looking. Said he got a shirt that says parental supervision needed. I'm sure it was just a joke to him, but to anybody else around, I'm like, do you have parental supervision around? Do you have adult supervision that's gonna be with you? I judged him so quick, but he was ready with jumper cables. He was ready right there in that moment. That was Jesus right there in that moment. I had prayed for God's provision, and I didn't even know it, but God had already placed it in front of me. Jesus was ready to give me a jump start when my battery went dead. That'll preach, brothers and sisters, because in Scripture, Jesus is trying to tell us something significant, and daily we forget it. Remember who God is and how God cares for all of creation, and see it's all around you so you won't forget. Think about this for just a second. God could have done this any way God wanted to do it. God could have made flowers grow in only one part of the world. Well, they just stuck in one little teeny garden. That's the only place that they would ever grow. And you had to go and find those, look for them and seek them out just to even understand what Jesus was talking about. God could have made birds really rare. Like all the, you could have walked outside and only seen like one bird in your lifetime. That's the way it could be set up. But no, Jesus talks about it because they're everywhere. There's birds everywhere. There's flowers everywhere. And whenever you see those, Jesus wants us to understand the entire of the story of God, the entirety of the provision of who God is that we don't forget because we are a forgetful people. We're a group that consistently walks out these doors and starts judging each other, starts judging God, saying there's no way that you're going to be there for me in my life, God. There's no way that you're going to know what needs to be known about who I am and what I'm going to need, and we are wrong. God didn't make them rare. He, he put them everywhere, all of those reminders, and Jesus wants us to remember who God is and how God cares for all of creation. See, it's all around you, so you won't forget. But there's even more. Jesus is being very specific about providence here. Jesus is talking something about, he talks about a lot. He's ultimately talking about money, right? And how they would provide for themselves. So often seeking that. Lots of people asking right now, will I have enough? Is bankruptcy a real thing that I might have to deal with? Is my business going to fall through the cracks? What about my basic needs? What about that big expense that could hit me out of nowhere? And Jesus is saying, remember the story. 
Remember that God has always cared for God's children, and you are not alone. God's been at this for a long time. Why would God just stop caring now? Why in the world would God say, you are my child, and then all of a sudden, right there in your situation, in your living room, God forgets you? That's just not how it works. That's not who God is. It might be you right now that Jesus wants you to hear this right now, that God will not abandon you, that God's providence will be there. Then again, right now it might also be that neighbor, that person in your circle. Maybe God put somebody on your heart earlier in this sermon that needs to know this right now. I want you to text that person again. First, you said, how you doing? I hope everything's okay. This time, I want you to say to him, remember, God will always love and provide for you. Remember, God will always love and provide for you. Remember, God will always love and provide for you because brothers and sisters, it might be your neighbor that needs to hear this today. It might be you that's on the other side of that pump of gas talking to the one who's scared in his great big SUV. <laughs> our call is to not think that we're on our own, to not shut out neighbor. Our call is to remember how God cares for us always. So church, start looking around. Look for the flowers. Look for the birds. Think about this. Do you think the flowers and the birds have a to-do list? No. Do you think that they're planning out how their day is going to go? No. They wake up every day and God sets providence right in front of them. But we're so quick to judge God. Well, here's the good news. <laughs> God is so slow to judge us. God sees us with God's heart. God sees us as Jesus, clothed in the righteousness of Christ, sees us as children, so sacred, so important. And first, the first action of God, whenever God is relating to God's creation, which is all of us, is love. God loves first. And God sees the world differently. Remember in John 16, 33, I've told you these things so that you may have peace so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you'll have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. It's on me to handle this, not you. I've told you I am with you always to the very end. So brothers and sisters, when the world throws chaos at you, God says, I bring peace. When the world takes your loved ones, God says, I bring the resurrection promise. The story doesn't end here. When the world breaks down your will, God says, I'll bring strength to persevere. When the world squashes your happiness and pushes you into a place of great anxiety, God says, I bring joy and light in the darkness. And the world throws that dead battery at you. Look around because Jesus says, I will be there with you. I will walk with you. I will 
will give you that jump start. You won't be stuck in West Virginia. I will get you home. This, brothers and sisters, this is the good news of Jesus Christ. And it's for all of you. And it's for those people that you know in your circle that need to hear it right now. So don't be on the other side of that gas pump and drive away. Look and listen and see when their batteries go dead how you are called to be Jesus for them. That, brothers and sisters, is what church is. It's not a building with walls. It's not a place with ground underneath it. It's you right now in your homes, in your communities, in your circles. That's church. Church has never been a noun. It's always been a verb. It's activity. It's God's movement in the world. And guess what? You are part of it. So when God comes to you, give God a second. Look for God. Look for the good. Look for the jump start. And God is going to get you home safe every single time. Amen. All right, I hope that was helpful. If so, I ask you a couple of things. One, share this with a friend so that they can hear some good news in their life too. And if you want to continue that impact beyond, we ask that you go to ChristSouth.org to the online giving tab and give to this ministry so that we can continue to share this with others. We'll see you on the next podcast or maybe in person at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings at Polo Ridge Elementary in Charlotte, North Carolina. Blessings and peace. Have an awesome week.